Welcome. What are we? Episode 2210. It's Saturday, the 23rd of January 2021. Reporting back from the double brick furnace that I'm currently doing my uh, podcast off. Now, if I get some more sponsors, all the sponsors are back at the start of February. So we're having a bit of a break from sponsorship. And I, I need the boys back in town, but times are tough, bro. So sponsors are a little bit, how are you? A little bit, how you get, how's your father? How's your father? I've never understood what that means, but people go, how's your father, bro? So let's just uh, call it that we're on a bit of a hiatus for a couple of more weeks. Maybe one more week, two more weeks, I'm not sure. Anyway. Drinking a little, uh, made myself a little uh, margarita, not a pizza. Trying to stay living La Vida low carb at the moment, like uh, Ricky Martin. But margaritas in town. Now, I'm going to tell you how to make the best margarita right now. You go, a margarita, it takes uh, two shots of tequila, tequila. Whatever you want, just I get the Espinol one for fifty bucks. I'm not trying to be a hero and spend two hundred and fifty bucks on tequila. Don't need it. Same thing, same headache the next day, same regret. So it is. What do we got? Two shots of tequila, Espinol. One shot of Contro, and then half a lime. It's a two one half measurement. Don't listen to anyone else. Especially people that go, it's one, one, one. Doesn't work. Two shots of tequila, one shot of Contro, half a lime. Throw that in. Throw it in like one, uh, either in a blender if you want to make it frozen. The best is frozen. You throw it in a blender. You throw at least a handful, maybe a little bit more of ice. As I said, half a lime, squeeze it. Get your forearms pumping. The bloke should have no problem with that. And squeeze it all in there, and then you just uh, blend it, blitz it, twist it, and then throw it in a glass. But before you get the glass, you put lime, the end of that lime that's been destroyed basically looks like a person that's been through war, looks like some hedgehog that's been pulled out of a drain pipe. You grab it, you go, you lick it around the rim of the glass and then throw it in some sea salt. Not too much so you can increase your blood pressure. Leave that to the alcohol. And then you dip it and then put the um, margarita mix in. So even though I've only had like three sips, it's already starting to affect me. That's the thing with um, tequila, bro. Like tequila goes to your head very, very quickly, and it makes you make some average decisions. My decisions can't get too average because I've got to get home by 5 o'clock, and now it's 3 o'clock or whatever it is now, so I can't go too hard. I can have two mixes for the podcast, as I said I'm going to do, and get on with a rant, have a chat about what happened this week. So it's been an eventful week, as it always is, when you keep your eyes open, you can see a lot of, uh, oh, I just got a message of my cousin holding my little boy up. They, they all went to uh, bowling today. I love bowling, bro. I love bowling because I like to smash people in competition. Apparently, my missus goes, I'm a competitive bloke. 
She goes, you're very competitive. I'll turn that air con on because you can hear it. See what I do, bro? I sit there and I, I swelter in the heat like Jesus out in the desert just so I make sure the gladiators have a good sound. Cruising in the Pulsar Triple S, listening to this, gaining wisdom. Like like Jesus on the mountaintop, from the desert to the mountain, handing out fish, bread, wisdom, catchphrases. People are going to lose it. Let's go left. There's a lot, bro. So this week I actually did a, I did a video, bro. I can't wait to release it. This video is going to be a promotional video for um, the people who are going to lose it tour. That was pretty good. And... Um, just wait till you see it. I'm going to drop it this Friday. It's pretty good. One minute, one minute of power and give you an insight into how to become an Instagram influencer. And let's face it, when you're someone like me, people are gravitating. People are watching. People are going, look at this bloke. What's wrong with him? And they can't get enough of it. Is this guy for real? Yes, I'm for real. Is this guy normal? No, I'm not. If I was normal, I'd be in a park right now sitting under a senka eating those um, seeds from uh, pumpkin seeds, spitting them out. That's what a normal person does. Sits with his kids. His kids are doing his head in. He's spitting the pumpkin seeds out, having six or seven shots of raki and then driving home or getting the missus to drive home. Up to you. Half the masses I know, their missus didn't drive home back in the day. Now the modern missus, she drives so usually a girl doesn't like to drink that much. I know my missus, she'll have two drinks and she's anyone's, only mine. She's only mine. But there's a saying, I have a couple of drinks and I'm anyone. But so she'll drive home. But what I've done, because I'm not normal, go into a sweltering double brick furnace with no air con and delivering strategies. Now, the tour is going to be, speaking of the promotion for the tour, Let's just quickly cap. I know you don't want to listen to it. That Sydney is 50, 60% sold out. I've changed it to the factory theatre. I don't want the spacing going left, right and centres in there more theatre. I want it to be normal. I only have 800 people and then they go, you can't do 800, you can do 400 and spend four metres apart. Uh, looking like Joe Biden's inauguration. So we've, we've got rid of that. And we're going to the factory. It's a smaller room but we can still jam-pack 400 in there. So it's at 60% sold out. Get your tickets, bro. Sydney, you guys are not the easiest people to sell to. I'll tell you that for sure. I was speaking to the blokes from Sushi Mango. I don't know where they got that name from, bro, honestly. Worst name. Funny blokes, but. And I don't know. What's it got to do with anything? A mango? They're Italians. Didn't there any Italian eat a mango in my life? Or sushi. I ate sushi. These guys should be called tomato salsa or, or, or passata, passata plums or something like that. But they go, bro, you'll notice. You'll notice that Sydney's harder to rap than Melbourne. In respect to Melbourne, two, so, two shows are sold out. So that's 300 tickets each. And the next two shows, they're both over 200 each. So they're at 70%. So if you're in Victoria right now, cop the tickets, bro. Friday night, 19th of March, and Saturday, the 20th of March, at the Lithuanian Club. That's going to be a wrap. I'll get them sold by the end of January, bro, and it's going to be four 300-people shows in Melbourne. I'm going to lose it. 
taking the roof off on all four nights. That's going to be the best shows that I've ever done, guaranteed. The people that are coming, you better get ready. And Wollongong, 70% sold out. That's gone. I don't know about Canberra. You guys are dropping too much CBD down your throats. I don't know what's going on with you guys. And Newcastle, there's tickets being sold, but they're not at 70 80% sold out. But they'll be sold out by the time it comes around. All right, so went to the beach today. Take a little sip. Ah. Cracked an ocean swim, 1.5 Ks. I do it all the time because the knees have given in. The MRIs came back good. The guy on the MRI goes, man, I can't see anything that's wrong here. I go, well, where's the pain, bro? He said, in my head? Maybe you should MRI, MRI my head. He goes, no, 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 like, you might need a little bit of therapy. I go, bro, listen to me. I can barely walk. There's something going on here. He goes, yeah, that's all right. You, you got problems with your ITB. You got lazy glutes. So my ass is lazy, apparently. I'm like a lazy ass. You, know, you can be a tight ass, but I've apparently got a lazy ass. It doesn't want to kick in. So I don't know how that works, bro. I'm cycling 300 Ks in a week. Not 300, but 200 I'm swimming 5Ks. I could run 30, 40Ks a week. I would have a lazy ass. Where's all the power coming from? He goes, your Adonis-like Greek goddess, god legs, sorry. Not goddess. Like a, I don't want to be a tranny god. But apparently that's where it's coming from. So I've got a lot of work to do, bro. I've got some guy that's going to be teaching me some functional patterns this week where I'm going to tighten and strengthen my ass. And uh, let's let's just see how that plays out. I reckon it'll be six to 12 months worth of therapy before I can get back to rap in the forest, lick rivers, flick a frog, munch on mulch, smash berries, do chin-ups of, of trees and rocks and natural hardware. So that I reckon that's that's the next step. But for now, in the ocean seeing all these stingrays going underneath me, feeling like I'm a dolphin on steroids, just powering through like Ian Forp. And that's what I'm doing, and I'm enjoying it. I went to the beach today. I did notice something. I'm going to bring it up. My mate noticed it as well. He goes, man, have you noticed the amount of G-strings that they're out there on the beach now, man? I go, I haven't noticed. I was focused on getting in the water so I can go and make my shoulders like Conor McMuffins. He goes, no, have a look around, man. There's a pregnant lady with a G-string, some fat girl on a Burger King diet with a G-string, 16-year-old girls all coming from high school, all with G-bangers on. No one cares anymore. A grandmother, she's got a G-banger on. I'm going, far out, bro. Back in the day, he was right. Back in the day, there'd be one or two freaks that would crack a G-string. And you go, no. You see that thing? And you go, nah, right. She's out of control, bro. But nowadays, everyone's throwing them on. Now, if I see someone in a normal outfit, I'm like, no. What's wrong with her? What has she got, like morals or something? Has she got, like, is she afraid to show her basically, basically show what God gave her? to everyone that's running around the beach. So I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I'm not complaining. Good luck to them. If you're pregnant, 
eight and a half months pregnant, look like you're going to explode here, and your husband's next to you, some geek with a soy latte, and you're walking around with a G-banger looking like like something from a, a strip club, I'm all for it. Keep more power to you, as they say. Keep going, bro. Because I'm, I'm letting you know, most blokes, we don't mind it. We are confused a little bit. We're like, what's going on? But we don't mind it. We're not going to fight it. Power to the people. Yeah, so I went for a swim. Bro, I saw a little shark. Not a joke. A shark about oh, 40 centimetres, 50 centimetres, half a metre, bro. It was in the reef underneath me. And I was like, it was like half a metre, a metre deep, bro. And I'm swimming over the top. Anyway, I see it. It's burrowing its head inside. It's probably trying to lick it, lick the rocks. Who knows what it's munching on, slugs or some sea snails or something. It's got its head in. I go, bro, this thing doesn't even care that I'm here. I'm going to try to grab its tail. I plunge my hand down. I grabbed its tail. It's the second time it's happened to me in the last month. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like Steve Irwin now, bro. I could just grab a shark's tail. As I grabbed it, it did slip out very quickly. It was all lubed up, this thing. Like it's got natural protection from humans trying to grab its tail. But I was like, fire out, bro. I can grab a shark. Like that's how I was thinking back in the day, bro. The, the people that used to inhabit the land, whether it be Aboriginal people, whether it be the early settlers in Hawaii, whether it be the Fijians, who knows? Tahitians. These guys could crack a shark for a dinner, bro. You go to, if you're patient enough, go for a little breaststroke for what? Quietly with a set of goggles back in the, you know, 1200s. You know, make a little pair of goggles, fashion them, add a little bit of, I don't know, animal. And then what else could you use? Like maybe a little bit of um, jellyfish, dead jellyfish, and then just around your eye socket, go down there, boom, shark. Crack it on a fire. Have a little shark. To come home. The heroes will bring home a shark. Anyone else can bring home a little whiting, brim, groper. But you come home with a shark, even if it's 40 centimetres. Well, people are going to lose her. All the chicks that are all dancing around there. Everyone's naked, by the way. There's no G-bangers back then. Why? Why? Who cares? Why would you have a G-banger on back then? It's 48 degrees. Just walking around, tits out, box out, blokes walking out with their schlongs out. None of them have got them kempt. They're all unkempt. So there's no problem. The hair is a natural protector. So it's already like gone over there. Anyway, you come home with a shark, bit of salt, pepper, squeeze some lemon juice on there, oregano, Throw a bay leaf in there, and that's it. You're the king of the town. That night, you're going to dance around the fire. You'll probably have a threesome. You never know. Some village ganger with her sister goes, left. She says, who's going to give up a, a, an opportunity to pound a shark catcher? That's a mad name, bro, shark catcher. Might have to call myself DJ Shark Catcher. Who knows? So, yeah, had that mad swim. I literally came out of the water looking like a piece of rye bread, toasted with butter. I'm very brown at the moment, very, very brown. Uh, I am very Dominican Republic 
looking. You don't know where I'm from, Central America. Could be Trinidad and Tobacco. It could be Jamaican. Uh, who knows where else, where else around those areas. Belize. So I, I have become very, very dark. And that natural olive tone that I got from Eastern Europe, from eating olives, you become a one. It's, it loves the sun, bro. I don't get burnt. I do get burnt if I'm in there for two hours or three, but half an hour swim, I just top up the tan, bro. It's a top up. It's like, it's as I said, a piece of rye bread, throw it in the thing, you top it up, put it to six, a toast come out, throw the, the butter on there. Lurpak butter. Good butter, actually. I don't mind that. Throw that on my daughter's toast every morning. Bit of Lurpak. She loses that. Yeah, so that's the beach these days, bro. Go and enjoy it. The Connor McMuffin fight is on tomorrow. Connor versus some guy called Justin Poirier. And um, that's going to be a gun fight. I know that for sure because Connor, he's come out now for the UFC slash KFC bandits. Out there, Connor has come out with a spiritual kind of angle now. What is this con, bro? A spiritual angle. And um, he's like all peaceful, doing the peace sign like the Buddha. And he's like, he's ready to belt people. He did that for this for that guy, uh, Connor, no, Daniel, Daniel Cerrone. Someone Cerrone, Damien Cerrone. I'm not sure, Cowboy Cerrone. And he beat the living daylights out of this bloke. This is the thing about the UFC. It's a savage sport. And it's, for me, the first time, I'll be honest with you, I hated the UFC. Okay? The worst tattoos of all time are on these people. I don't know where they're from. Trailer parks. And they're all brawlers. They've all bashed up innocent people at the local pub or the bus stop. Doesn't matter. Who cares? And now they're making millions of dollars beating the shit out of each other. So I understand the concept. I'm like, good on you. It's not boxing. Boxing's a lot more steezy. Like if you're a boxer, it's a steezy sport, bro. Like you got the little shorts, the little shoes, the little pants that come all the way up to the gut with the kidney protectors so you don't end up on a dialysis at the age of 34, heaven forbid, and mouth gear and this huge glove. Now, the thing is with those big 12-ounce gloves, when you beat someone in the head, they just get brain damage. Not now, but in the future. That's what happened to Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. And it's a gref, man. I can't deal with it. But I watch a boxing match. It's like it's a lot more technical. It's, it's different. It's like a ballet dance. You're watching them until they get into the corner where they beat the daylights out of each other again. But with the UFC slash KFC... It's just torture. You go in the octagon, you smack this guy in the head, he falls over, he doesn't know what day it is, and then they continue to punch him in the head while he's down on the floor praying to God. God, I want to see my daughter again. And there's some guy with a, a tattoo of a tiger on his gut beating the shit out of you by the time the ref gets there and breaks it up. Sometimes they don't break it up. He's just watching him, just pounding him, pounding him in the head just because he's still kind of biologically alive. He's still looking, but there's nothing going on behind him. And this guy's getting punched. 
So when I first watched the UFC, I watched the UFC, what was it, Connor McMuffin versus Nate Diaz. Number 10. And I, someone was like, come on, watch this guy, Connor McMuffin. He's mad. He's this, that. He's got a lot of charisma. So I go, all right, I'll go and watch him, bro. I watched him. The whole time I was sweating. I was anxious, bro. Everyone at the pub was pumped up, punching great northern beers, drinking them like they just came back from war. I go, bro, you're a plumber. Or it doesn't have to be a plumber. Could be a jeep rocker. Could be a cement renderer. Could be a real estate agent like me. And he's in the pub. He's watching him. But my teeth were clenched. My hands were sweaty. I was standing there. I feel sorry, bro. I'm going, what's going on, bro? This slack. Man, leave him alone. He's got him in a headlock like my, my cousin Stodge got me in a headlock back in 98. Well, I couldn't breathe. I remember how that headlock felt. And he wasn't even trained. Let alone he feels trained, bro. This guy asphyxiate me. He's, he's, anyway, so tomorrow the McMuffin fight with um, Justin Poirier, Justin Porridge breath. When they when they go there, they, they both look very ready to brawl, bro. But Connor McMuffin looks like he's at a peaceful place. He's had two kids. He's got three, the third one in the oven. His missus is baking it up at the moment, which is mad. Congrats to him. Good luck to him. And also Justin looks like he's, he's ready to go, bro. These guys, Connor gets up to weigh in, pulls his pants off, pulls everything, is barred up the schlong. Let's be honest. He's not going to go with a little schlong that's come out of a cold lake. He's gone backstage and they go, all right, Wayne is in five minutes. You ready, Connor? He goes, no one understands what he's saying. And then he goes, all right, just give me a second. I've got to go to the toilet quickly. Goes to the toilet, little bit of internet, comes back semi-barred with a semi-chub. And then he goes, all right. And then they go, notorious. Connor McMuffin, right? And he comes up. He's like, woo! Pulls his, some type of jacket off that he's created, August McMuffin. And then he gets on, he weighs himself 155 pounds. He looks like a skinny little dweeb, bro. He's been sitting in a sauna for 48 hours. They got to shred the weight. They got to get rid of the water out of their body. And I don't know how they do it, but they don't look good. He didn't look good today. He looked good two days ago. But today he looked catastrophic. He looked like he's been sitting out in the middle of Abu Dhabi in the sand with nothing but a Bible and a cup of coffee, a diuretic. Definitely nothing to hydrate him. So every crease in his face was accentuated. And I thought, all right. So he weighed in. The other bloke weighed in. I go, this is it. It's going to be a brick brawl. So my money is on Connor McMuffin knocking this bloke out in a KO in round three. There you go. He's going, oh, that man, oh, damn it, man, in round one. So he's saying he's going to smack him out in round one. I don't believe it. The other guy's got to survive as well. I reckon it's going to be round three. So I'm going to put, I'll put a hundred bucks down. Round three, it's 10 times paying, bro. That's a thousand bucks. So, thousand bucks is all right, bro. Throw that on the mortgage. Throw that towards the Audi. Throw that towards a new seat. Maybe two seats for the show. Actually, with a thousand, I can buy a seat. I can buy two or three ties, shirt, shoes, everything that I can take on this tour. There you go. That's the tip. Hundred bucks, round three, KO.
TKO, whatever they call it. So that'll be it, and that's the UFC that's happening tomorrow. You guys can log back on this and realise that I'm the Mystic Mac. I'm the guy that called it. What else happened this week, bro? You know, I've got tinnitus in my right ear from years of playing in a band, from years of being a rock star like Prince, and I've got this noise. Constantly in my ear. It's not a good thing. I can hear it right now. I've been to five specialists. The specialists have said the same thing. Oh, hello. This is how doctors screw you, bro. Don't think that they're, they're ethical. They're not all ethical. They've got this thing called the Hippocratic Oath. They're called the Hypocritical Oath. A Hippocratic Oath is like you help people when they need, you sign it when you become a doctor. I'll take the Hippocratic Oath, some Greek guy that learned first to do CPR or something. And his name was Hippocratic or something. Anyway, worst name for a doctor, you, you should be, the, 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 the law should be called, I swear to God, I'll save you, Lord. Jimmy Gospel Lord. That's what it should be called. Not the hypocritical oath. Because anyway, these doctors, not all of them are very ethical. So I go and see these doctors. They say the same thing. I go, listen, I walk in. I saw this, this guy once, all right? I walk in. I go, all right? He goes, yeah, all right. I go, he goes, what are you here for, man? I go, you're a specialist, right? He goes, yeah, yeah, born and bred. I go, all right, man. Listen, I've got a ring in my right ear. This is 2016. It's been ringing for six weeks. He goes, ringing. I go, yeah, it's a noise. He goes, all right. No worries. Let me look in your ears. So he gets that little thing that my daughter has, that fake doctor set. He looks inside. He goes, oh, okay. Yeah, you got a little bit of wax in there. I go, bro, I'm a surfer. Constantly in the ocean like Kelly Slater. He goes, yeah, you got a bit of wax in there. I can suck that out if you like. I go, yeah, suck it out. But don't worry about that. I'm not sucking anything. Worry about the ringing that has driven me to the point of despair. He goes, no, 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 no. Um, that's okay. Um, yep, so we've sucked out the wax and um, I'm going to send you in for a hearing test. So he sends me in for a hearing test, right? So some lovely lady, probably named Patricia, who knows, Helen, I don't know. She goes, take a seat and get these headphones in and I'm going to send you a variety of beeps. And when you hear the beep, I need you to grab this little, like a joystick from the 1980s and, and you got to hit the button on the top. Whenever you hit, you go. So I'm there, you know, and I'll sit down. This is 2016, true story and, true story and shit. And I'm pressing and pressing and pressing, bro, I've got them all, right? Anyway, she goes, you've lost, you've lost hearing in the top end of your thing. I go, what do you mean? I heard them all. She goes, you heard the ones you heard, but you didn't hear them all. I go, no, 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 I heard them all, bro. Well, I'm clicking nonstop, bro. She goes, nah, but there's heaps that you didn't hear. I go, what do you mean, bro? She goes, there's heaps you didn't hear, bro. You've lost your hearing. I go, what? She goes, see, you can't even hear what I'm saying. I go, no, 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 I'm saying what because I don't believe her. Skeptical, bro. She goes, look at the chart. So all the bottom ends are there, all the mid-ranges are there, but apparently the top end, I've lost that. I go, why, but? She goes, because if years, bro, like Jimi Hendrix playing guitar shredding to a maximum crowd of 30, 
in a in a little place in Sydney before they look at the lockout laws because someone punched someone in the head and then they wanted to lock everyone out so then all the developers can come in and just buy out the clubs and then build up the high rises and make a different gentrified area with different cafes. And I go, oh. She goes, yeah, that's gone. I go, oh, my God, bro. What am I going to do? She goes, no, I'll send you back in with this, the hero. So I go back in. He goes, huh, let me have a look, man. Okay. You've lost a bit of your hearing in the top end. I go, bro. Can you talk to me about the hissing sound in my ear, bro, that's driving me to the point of wanting to run through an aluminium door? He goes, yeah, that's that's there now. I go, what is this specialist, bro? What does that mean it's there now? Is it there, bro? I go, what? How am I going to get rid of her? He goes, you really can't. He goes, if it doesn't go away within two years, you got it for life. I go, so now I've got to keep an eye on this thing and if it's within two years, it'll go away. And if it's not, it's for life. For the next 50, I've got to deal with this. He goes, yeah, that's right. I go, that's your specialty. Anyone can diagnose, bro. Anyone, I, I need you to help me to, to heal it. He goes, well, I can't. So I go, all right, no worries. So then I kept the clock on for two years. I put a reminder April 16th and no, April 20th, 2018. I reminded myself, do you still have the ringing in your ear? I remember on the 20th of April opening my phone when it reminded me and crying like a little bitch. It's over. Since then, I thought, I'll try a different bloke. So I tried someone else. Same thing, same 300 bucks, tap the card at the end. Put your PIN number in and get out of here. They keep charging, bro. So if anyone out here is with the tinnitus, what was the point of this story, bro? Oh, yeah. I was sitting there the other day reading a book and then my right ear just goes whoop and the tinnitus stopped. And I went, oh, it stopped. No, no. This is a joke. This is not stopped. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to a different room. I walk into the bathroom. It's still gone. I'm going, it's gone. It's gone. Five years later, it's gone. It left. I started crying, praying to God. I laid on the floor. I enjoyed the best 10 minutes of silence I've had in my life. And then I'm thinking to myself, you know what, bro? I've done good things in this world, bro. I've looked after people, I've wrapped, I've drive Audis left, right and centers. I look after my missus, I go left at the drop of a hat and this is what I got for being a good bloke for the last five years. It's gone. Finally, it's gone. The missus walks in. Less than three minutes later, she goes, Give me a hand with the kids. They're driving me crazy. I can't deal with that. As I walk towards her, all I hear is, 